When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back for another video. We've got a new intro to this series, so let me know in the comments if you like it. As always, in this one we're going to talk about all the biggest topics and dilemmas for Gamic 26 as a Gamic guide. Lowe's packed into this one, let's get straight into it. First question's from Alex, and he says, For those planning to build a team for Gamic 29, which midfielder should we be targeting? For context, we're heading into a Gamic where some different chip strategies are diverging. Some are looking to save the free hit in Gamic 29, which will be a big blank Gamic. And of course, we've got blank Gamic 26 next as well. So the question is, which players play this week and 29, with some decent potential in the Gamics between as well? It's an admittedly small pool of players that tick all the boxes. Spurs definitely play in Gamic 29, but they blank this week, of course, so that rules them out as transfers this week. Burnley and Brentford will play, but they don't have any midfielders that leap out. So right now it's basically West Ham and Villa. Which leaves Douglas Louise, Bowen and Bailey as the top three. We've talked a bit about the Villa mids this week. Louise is a 90 minute per game man, he's on set pieces and penalties, but not nearly as attacking as Bailey, he's the more explosive pick. Bailey started 10 of the last 12, he has the RB for competition, and he does rarely make it to 90 minutes. In fact, he's done so once all season. Bowen's got the potential to come good after a drop in form recently. Paqueta's nearing a return, which will be a massive boost for West Ham. And with Antonio back leading the line, it should benefit Bowen, who's able to play down the right in his best position. If I had to rank these three, it'd be Douglas Louise, Bailey and Bowen in that order. Jim Flipper Jr. asked what to do with Stupinyam. A bench in last week, and he's got two points over the last four game weeks. It's very much a luxury move to sell this week, given the blank. Unless he is your weakest point, I'd give him another week. He could be in line for a start against Everton. It is a tougher fixture, and he was benched perhaps because of a costly mistake in Gamic 24, which led to Tottenham's winning goal. It might be a lesson learned now, and he'll be back in the 11. I'd reassess in Gamic 27. Seems like the most sensible thing to do. They've got Fulham and Forest after this game week, so a couple more solid fixtures before they've got City and Liverpool, where he's an easy sell. Mr. Conrad asks why free hitting in Gamic 29 might not be a good idea, and when the chip could be more useful in another game week. It is a team dependent chip. For those that look to be struggling to get 11 out of Gamic 29, it's a logical week to consider it. You can benefit from making a transfer this week that doesn't have Gamic 29 in mind. So rather than those three midfielders we discussed just now, there's the likes of Saka and Wang. You can also buy a Bournemouth player for Gamic 28 when they double, even if they blank in 29. But given Gamic 29 is a blank, the ceiling of the chip's not going to be very high, of course. It's going to be the likes of Tony and Watkins that'll be the best picks. This chip strategy table's from FPL Harry. He posted a great thread on Twitter regarding these strategies, which I recommend checking out. As far as the free hit, the other week that's earmarked here is Gamic 34, which would be both a double and a blank. So it could be a tidy week to use it, loading up on double Gamic players. Problem is, it's impossible to measure the ceiling of each chip at the moment, because we don't know exactly who blanks in 29 yet, nor who doubles and blanks in 34. 
About this time next week, we'll know Gameweek 29's fixtures, and we'll have a clearer picture of Gameweek 34 as well. You could quite feasibly free-hit Gameweek 37 as well, which will be the biggest double of the season, so you could load up with a team of 11 double Gameweekers. However, you'll need to find a week to bench boost if you still got it, if you're going to use the free-hit 37. Using my team as an example, I've got Pedro Porro, Richarlison and Pinnock that have a game in 29 currently, but now that Pinnock's out to the end of March, I'm pretty settled on free-hit 29 as my strategy. You might be in a better position with 5 or 6 that play in Gameweek 29, plus an FA Cup upset could top that number up, and you might be able to field 11 players, in which case it's not necessary to free hit in 29. One Direction says their team's in dire straits after Gameweek 25, and they ask whether to suffer until Gameweek 29 or to wildcard after 26. If we pull up that chip strategy table again, wildcard 27 is a perfectly sound strategy. You could even use the wildcard this week if your team's in really bad shape, but there is a lot of info to be gained next week after we know Gameweek 29's blanks. Wildcard in Gameweek 27 lets you build for double Gameweek 28, blank Gameweek 29 and beyond. I'd only consider wildcard in this week if your team's in bad shape and you can't fix it with a couple of hits. But with that in mind, I've thrown together a Gameweek 26 wildcard team. It's Martinez in goal, a back four of Senesi, Gabriel, Powell and Dallo. In midfield it's Hee-Chan, Garnacho and Saka, and up top Haaland, Watkins and Solanke. On the bench, Neto, Son, Doughty and Richarlison. Now this team's only got 5 players that currently play in Gameweek 29, so it's not ideal. But you do have several free transfers between now and 29, and of course there's still the option to free hit in 29 if you've still got the chip. One thing that's perhaps gone a bit under the radar is Man United and Luton assets, which you can essentially hedge against one another. So if Man United beat Forest in the FA Cup, then United will blank. But if Forest beat Man United, or if Luton beat City, which is obviously less likely, then Luton definitely playing in Gameweek 29. So this team's got a strong chance of either Dallow and Garnacho playing in Gameweek 29, or Doughty. So it's something to bear in mind with transfers in general this week, because if you've got someone like Adebayo or Doughty, then you could add a Man United player to your team who have a good fixture this week, and you can hedge them against one another, because one of them's at least very likely to play in Gameweek 29. Let's have a look at the experts' transfers from the data submitted this week so far. The full video is going to drop on Friday, so make sure you subscribe for that. Here's some of their top moves this week. At the moment, Huang's their most popular transfer in, with many selling Jota, who of course blanks this week, and now he's injured for a while. Some are eyeing up Gameweek 29 players, with the likes of Watkins and Powell joining their teams, in place of Darwin and Gusto. Darwin's also making way for Solanke this week, with the double Gameweek 28 just a couple of weeks away. Despite Porro definitely playing in Gameweek 29, a few have sold him this week. Dawson's been picked up by a couple of experts. Home to Sheffield United this week, so very good clean sheet potential, and a lot of aerial threat on him. Man United are home to Fulham and Everton in the next three, so some are selling Diaz for Garnacho. Cal asks who the best players are for each position that will play this week and Gameweek 29. As far as goalkeepers, it's Flecken, Ariola, and Martinez. They're practically even as far as projected points between now and Gameweek 29. In terms of defenders, we're pretty limited to Brentford and Villa really. Regulon and Pal Torres are the top two. Alex Moreno is the high upside pick from Villa, but Dina could get a game at some point. We covered the midfielders in the earlier segment, so as far as strikers, it's Tony and Watkins. Watkins the superior pick in my eyes for 8.7 mil, Tony not much cheaper at 8.2 mil. Vijay sold Saka for De Bruyne in game 25, I'm wondering whether to buy him back. Saka's quite a good example of where we have to be careful not to shoot ourselves in the foot by over-preparing for Gameweek 29, when Saka's potential is right there in front of us for the next three Gameweeks before the potential blank. He's still a top priority transfer this week despite the potential blank in 29. However, De Bruyne is one of very few players that you can make the case for holding off a week. I'd wait for further news on De Bruyne's injury. It sounded like a minor one and a precaution based on Pep's word. We might get some early team news on Saturday as well. The deadline's half one UK time and City play a few hours later. De Bruyne vs Bournemouth to Saka vs Newcastle feels a bit sideways on paper. 
Mustafa asks, what's the least amount of players to have in terms of taking hits? There's really no hard limit on hits. I've got eight players this week after Pinnock's injury, so I'm very likely taking two hits to field 11, and the same applies even if you've got seven players. A hit in a blank gimmick or a double gimmick is easier to justify because you gain a fixture for that player, so it's likely to come good basically. Plus, there is potential over the coming weeks for it to be repaid, if not immediately. Using my team as a good example again, Pinnock's injured long term now, and Porro might not be back by gimmick 27, so if I take an extra hit for Gabriel, there's potential for that to be repaid, even if they don't keep a clean sheet this week. I'll start him gimmick 27 and 28 still. So don't be afraid for a hit or two this week if that's the position you're in. So to round off with my team, I've got Edison in goal this week, Saliba, Estupinan and Pinnock, Saka, Foden, Gordon and Jota, and then Solanke, Haaland and Darwin. The plan is to sell Darwin, Jota and Pinnock for Watkins, Swang and Gabriel. It is a minus 8 hit which is never ideal and I almost never take minus 8. The plan was to take a minus 4 but Pinnock's injuries forced my hand. This at least sets me up nicely for 27 onwards where I'd probably roll the transfer in 27 and then make a decision on Bournemouth players for game 28 when they double. The likes of Senesi and Neto could come in with two free transfers, and then free hit game week 29, and then reassess after that with regards to the wildcard. Game week 31 could be a nice time to use it to set up for the remainder of the season. Thanks very much for watching this video, and hit subscribe if it was helpful. See you soon for the next one. Sports Social Podcast Network.